Hello. Welcome to Free Your Children on WXRQ 1460 AM Christian Radio. I am your host, Tiffany Boyd, and my mission here at Free Your Children is to share the truth and love about education. There is a battle raging for the souls of our nation's children, and I hope this ministry will equip you for battle. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. Ephesians 6, 10 through 11. I would like to thank Safe Storage for sponsoring Free Your Children. If you have storage needs, contact Safe Storage of Columbia, Hohenwall, and Mount Pleasant at safestoragetn.com. If you would like to sponsor Free Your Children, you can contact me at freeyourchildren at gmail.com. If you would also like to connect, there are several other ways you can find me. You can find me on Facebook, Instagram, my email, of course. You can also find me at the Borough Pulse, that's B-O-R-O-P-U-L-S-E dot com. I am a monthly contributor, and if you go there, if you type in my name and, and go there, you will be able to read all the articles that I have penned to date about education. I am very excited about an upcoming series that I have been working on that's focusing on shattering the misconceptions of homeschooling. This particular series highlights single moms, and single moms can homeschool. I, that is one of the many things that I hear people say over and over again is that I can't homeschool because I'm a single mom. Or what about single moms who can't homeschool? Well, these moms are doing just that. And they are doing an amazing job. So I hope you will turn in for tune in for that month-long series where we highlight and hear from single moms who are doing a phenomenal job of homeschooling. What's going on in your state in terms of legislation? I know legislators, legislatures across the state are starting to reconvene. Ours is already in session here in Tennessee. One of the many missions of Free Your Children is to be a watchdog in terms of parental rights and education freedoms. So take a look at what's going on in your legislature. If there's a bill that you are that has been introduced that you're concerned about, please send it to me so that we can discuss it and, and we can educate the public on what's going on in your neck of the woods. And if parents and um, individuals that are listening need to contact their, their representatives with their concerns. So keep me posted. Let me know what's going on. I'm very excited about tonight's guest. Her name is Melissa Horton. She and I connected via social media on my For Your Children page. Let me tell you a little bit about Melissa. She's an amazing lady. Melissa is a Christian wife, mother, and homeschooler in the state of Alabama. She went to college on a full athletic scholarship, but made the decision to leave college early as her goals and dreams were to be a wife and mother. She has been married to her husband, Bucky, for almost 23 years and currently has two children in high school and one in middle school. In addition to being a homemaker and homeschooler, Melissa coordinates a successful farm co-op from home, and also has a growing homestead. She has a heart for women's ministry and loves Bible study and having others over for dinner. In the homeschool community, Melissa serves Alabama homeschoolers through her efforts in her own group, Central Alabama Homeschoolers, and is directing the formation of Alabama Homeschool Alliance and the ALHSA Homeschool Helpline. Her favorite thing to do for homeschoolers is to empower them in their journey so that they are confident as they make every next decision and take every step to point homeschoolers to other leaders in her area and state who have so much to offer them as well. Welcome, Melissa. We're 
so excited to have you with us tonight. Hey, there you are. <laughs> I can hear you now. All right, great. Well, you know how it is. That's how technical difficulties <laughs> are sometimes. <laughs> That's right. Could you tell our <laughs> listeners a little bit about your personal homeschool journey? Sure. Well, we have never put our children in daycare or preschool or anything. When my oldest was about three years old, he was beginning to read on his own. And I didn't know how he learned, but he was doing it. And we started to look into preschool at that time. And the schools that I called, we found out that they were going to be starting with learning the alphabet and starting the next year, K-4 and K-5 with the second part of the alphabet. And we realized because of my past as a preschool teacher and a Christian school administrator, I knew that the kids who were already ahead of their age level were often bored and in trouble um, or worse. <laughs> so mm -hmm. we knew that if we put him into a classroom that was teaching what he already understood, he would be one of those. And so we knew we couldn't do that. It would set him up to fail uh, in the school, in a school system in general. And so we started looking into homeschooling at that time. And the way that I always talk about it is I say, you know, those moms at the park who have who start off with my child is reading at three years old mm -hmm. and they're, you know, they brag about them. Well, I was not that mom, but I did have that kid. We affectionately called him that kid. <laughs> so <laughs> it's because of that kid that we started this journey and we began to research and look into how do you homeschool? You know, what do we have to do? What, how do we do it with him? What does he need? And um, we started officially, of course, at birth, but we started officially uh, in his K-5 school year, when he would have been enrolled in school, we started mm -hmm. at home and we have had zero regrets. And he's now 16. So oh, wow. tenth grader. Um, and we, our other two, we might would have even said they would have, we, they would have succeeded in the classroom. Um, but they've been along that ride with us and they themselves would say, no, we like homeschooling. And so that's, that's where we started. We started because of that kid. Well, let me ask you this. What model of homeschooling do you use? Our family is eclectic, so we pull from a lot of different models of education. What does your okay. homeschool look like? Well, I would have used to have said strictly Charlotte Mason. We love at the beginning. I just said they somebody asked, how do you want your homeschool to look? And I said, I just want us to read good books and yes. talk about them. <laughs> and so we started with Charlotte Mason. Now I would probably define our homeschooling style as minimalist Charlotte Mason with mm -hmm. a flair of unschooling. <laughs> yes, yes, we so are very eclectic yes. ourselves. <laughs> yes, we're very heavily Charlotte Mason influenced as well. I'm a lover of books. My children are all lovers of books. And it was funny because when several of them went to take ACTs to prepare for college, they just scored, you know, off the charts and, you know, yes. reading and English. And, and it was funny because we laugh about that because they say we are our mother's children. <laughs> and so, yes. you know, Charlotte Mason, the Charlotte Mason method, and I will have links to this information over on my Free Your Children page so that if you don't know what the Charlotte Mason method is, you can do your own research. But it really does facilitate, I feel like, a love of learning. And homeschooling in general yes. uh, facilitates a love, a lifelong love of learning. And I think that's one of the many goals of, of parents that are homeschooling their children is to facilitate that lifelong love of learning, wouldn't you say? Yes, I would. Um, it definitely encourages children to 
actively participate in their own education um, mm-hmm. and to go feed on it themselves. And so yes. while Charlotte Mason talks about us spreading the feast, we can't make them eat. We just right. spread a feast that they would actually want to eat. Absolutely. And so we pick good books and we pick good materials and we, we, we do that. We provide the good things and then they want it and then they Absolutely. can feast on that. And they just love doing it because it's number one, it looks like what they've chosen uh, to do because they're Mm -hmm. choosing to feast. Absolutely. Let's talk a little bit about school choice in Alabama. Um, Tell us, tell us where your state currently stands in regards to, to school choice in Alabama. Well, like many states right now, and maybe we might could say all, there are so many that are in in the midst of legislative, um, they're writing the legislation or they've already gone into session. Um, Mm -hmm. Alabama, we do have a bill that is coming down the pipe. Um, It has not been made public. We have not gotten to read it yet. Uh, but there is one in process right now. Um, we don't, they haven't pre-filed it as of this morning when I left mm-hmm. my house, um, <laughs> but we are expecting it soon and session will begin soon. Um, so when that comes out, um, we expect that it's going to be uh, similar to some of the other states' bills um, mm-hmm. with ESAs and that type of funding. And so we're right now we're sitting on the edge of our seats waiting for it to come out. Uh, But I do know, you know, I'm not involved in the process. I haven't been involved in the process, but I do know uh, the ones at the table. Um, Mm -hmm. I do know some of the conversations that they've had and how, I don't know what specifics, but I do know that they are, they were able to get involved in, in the wording of the bill um, Mm -hmm. for the means of protecting homeschoolers. Um, And so that's, Yes, because we know we know that school choice, it sounds great, right? It sounds like it empowers parents and it's a great little marketing tool that they have used. But it is very misleading because their version, we already have school choice. I've said this over and over, but I'm going to say it again (laughs) in case we have new listeners listening tonight. And they're a little bit confused about what school choice really means. Parents already have school choice. Homeschooling is legal in all 50 states across the United States. So parents already have the ability to be able to choose public schools, private schools, or homeschools. So parents mm-hmm. already have school choice. What their vo- version of school choice means is money following the child so that they can take money that the government, parents can take money that the government gives them and it can follow their child into private schools, meaning they can use government monies in private schools, or they can use government monies in homeschools. And my perspective and many other people, well, all the people that come on my show, we all share the same perspective in that this is dangerous to private school freedom. What would you say about that, Melissa? Oh, yes, it is. Because what, what comes with this funding is regulations. And Mm -hmm. we know recently an article came out talking about uh, the New Hampshire bill, where Mm -hmm. they were going to expand uh, their laws to include background checks on those who are providing that education. Uh, We know from, I don't know the state, I've got it right in front of me, I think. Uh, There have been bills where they come in and they say, that you're going to receive this money, uh, but then it's government money and the government can't fund religious education. Right. And so you have to take that out. Exactly. Because they, the laws 
do not allow for them to fund that. And so once that money gets in there, so do those restrictions that come with that money or the one who's holding the money. Absolutely. And there is a global push to globalize education and it's coming from entities such as UNESCO. And of course, they are pushing this school choice initiative. And I keep warning parents, you know, what the government funds it runs In my opinion, this is one more step to try to destroy private education because once a private school accepts government funding, it's no Mm -hmm. longer private. It is public. It is it's public by default because it accepted those government funds. Same thing with homeschools. If you are a homeschool family and biblical education is important to you, you wish to continue to teach your children from a biblical worldview. School choice is not your friend, (laughs) because at all. Right, because with those funds, like you said, come restrictions and regulations. And actually, in February of 2022, I reported on this from your state of Alabama, Melissa. Mm -hmm. And what I'm going to read is courtesy of the Alabama Daily News. It was an article that was penned um, by Mary Sale and Madison Booth. And um, so I'm just going to share a little bit about this. Like I said, I reported on this in February of 2022, and this was Senate Bill 140, which was an attempt to allow government funding to follow students to promote to private schools and homeschools. State Superintendent Eric Eric Mackey requested changes to the bill, which included annual testing requirements for private schools and homeschool students. Mackey stated, Alabama has among the most lax homeschool regulations in the in the country. He said many parents do an excellent job educating their children, but there may be people out there who are not really teaching anything to children, and we don't have any way of knowing that. If we include homeschool in this bill, then we set up a mechanism so at least we have a registry of who those students are, what curriculum they're using, and annual testing of homeschool students. If they are going to be getting $5,000 per child in state funds, the state should at least have that information. Now, this bill prompted a firestorm in Alabama within <laughs> um, <laughs> within the realm, the homeschool community and, and private school parents. And I actually did a Facebook Live about this over on my For Your Children page to encourage parents down in Alabama to stand up and fight this. And they did very proud of Alabama. They defeated it. The bill is dead um, indefinitely. And I'm sure they'll try to sneak it in with more legislation, but this right here was one of the best examples I've seen to date about why homeschoolers and private schools should steer clear of school choice. A hundred percent. It was very telling um, the the rest of the article told us even more, you know, yes. he was quoted to say even more that gave us reasons to be, you know, eyes open and on guard and watching this legislative mm-hmm. process and being mm-hmm. involved where we can be. Because if if we don't, you know, he's talking about our freedom to educate our children and being that God given authority in that process. Absolutely. And, you know, when there's just not there's not room for quote unquote Caesar to be in between us. And <laughs> that's so, exactly right. Yeah. So that article was very telling for yes, sure. And yes. I'm so glad and also proud that Alabama homeschoolers, you know, we had a small group of leaders, homeschool leaders that, and I wasn't in that group. So I'm just 
praising them that they made mm-hmm. the efforts to go to Montgomery to go meet with the people involved in writing this and to lead that charge on yes, the ground absolutely. in person to fight against that legislation. Absolutely. Um, and, so, you know, so. conservatives are pushing school choice. And I think yes, for a are. lot of them, it's a lot of them don't understand what it is. I know that we have had the opportunity to go to our state capitol and discuss with some of our lawmakers why homeschoolers and private school parents do not want school choice, why we want to be left out of, you know, any anything that has to do with government funding. And a lot, a, a high number of those didn't understand why this is a bad thing after it was explained to them. You know, they were much more inclined to understand, you know, the perspective that we were coming from. But I think that right. overall across the nation, so much education needs to be done about what school choice really is and the agenda behind it. And I'm glad to see that, you know, Alabama is moving in the direction to do just that. So, yeah. well, we agree with you, Tiffany, that we parents in Alabama and beyond, we already do have school choice. And what that includes is that we have we already have the choice and that currently that choice comes with responsibility and the mm-hmm. responsibilities are to make the decisions and to perform the duty and to provide financially for that education Absolutely. of our children. And mm-hmm. with that responsibility comes authority. So if we give up the responsibility, we are in essence giving up the authority. And Absolutely. if you want the, the government system to be the authority, they're offering it in the public school system. If you don't want them, you have to stay out of or get out of that system. And because once you accept these funds, they are the authority in your child's education. Yes, you are 100% correct. And I think that our voices just have to continue um, to get stronger. And, And listen, if you are listening to this radio show and you want more information about school choice, if you're in the state of Alabama, I can point you to Melissa and others that can help explain better, you know, or more in detail, you know, why this is a dangerous um, initiative. If if you have questions about it, reach out to me. I will be happy to provide you with more information as well. Um, Melissa, you are a leader in Alabama, and I'm so thankful to have you on our show. Tell us a little bit about this new um, homeschool organization in Alabama that you're starting. Great. Well, you know, a a few months ago, just got real serious with my husband and I talking about what we've known for years that we needed to do something more in our community and state. And Mm -hmm. it just came to the point a few months ago that we said it's time to start now and move and take that step and move forward. And so we Mm -hmm. are up and have formed up Alabama Homeschool Alliance. Um, That's A-L-H-S-A for short. Um, And as it starts with just me or just us, my husband and me, uh, but we've already been able to bring some to the table. And our purpose is primarily and our focus is just to serve and serve with excellence. And that is in the, the categories of informing, empowering, encouraging and unifying, mm-hmm. um, informing our families, you know, things like school choice. I think I hope to encourage mm-hmm. every leader in small or large groups across our state to be at the business of informing the people so mm-hmm. that they can make a wise decision when it comes time to vote or to speak up about 
or against something. Um, so I we want to inform these the people of our, our community and state so that because they are the ones on they're the ones that will make the vote. They are the right. ones who have to come together and then empowering fathers and mothers to take the responsibility, keep the responsibility. It's theirs. Mm-hmm. God gave it to them. Yes. It's theirs just to keep. And mm-hmm. so we said to never give that up. Um, yes. empower them to never give it up, encourage those who don't know if they can do this thing called homeschooling or who get <laughs> tired and, and they want to quit. And we've all been there sometimes every year. Um, right. But we want to keep encouraging them to keep going because God's called them to it. We don't want fear or hesitation or a, a neighbor or a naysayer to take them out of them following after what God's called them to do. Um, and then regarding leaders, we want to unify because we know that a fight against school choice or any loss of freedoms is going to take the people being in unity. Yes. And we can unify on probably right now in our state, we can unify on one thread and that is parental rights and parental authority. Mm-hmm. Um, there's so many differences. We talked about homeschool methods already. Right. We do it differently. It looks differently, different from home to home. Some are going to go off to college and preparing for that now. Some mm-hmm. are preparing for the workforce. So it yep. all looks different family to family. And God yes. is leading those families to go in those directions and those children to go in their direction. But we can all come together and unify on parental authority and parental freedom or parental rights. And so that's what our purpose is. We want to serve by providing resources. And mostly my heart is to just help connect people to the ones who have what they need. If -hmm. they're looking for a a field trip group or a co-op, we want to just help them get to that place. Uh, because I don't have all their answers or all of their resources myself, right. but right. hopefully we'll get to know and make a full list and be able to point everyone to the one that they need. So um, we named ourselves Alabama Homeschool Alliance because it's going to take us coming together. And that Absolutely. is what the definition of an alliance is. Now, do you have a website that's coming out or getting ready? We to do. <laughs> okay. Yes, it's rolling out this week. We, we've actually got one page published and we're currently working on it this week. So it'll be alhsa.net. Great. And I will have these resources linked um, when this interview airs over on my uh, For Your Children Facebook page so that anyone who would like to check this out can do so. So that's exciting news, Melissa. I know that it will benefit so many families in Alabama. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Now you, you spoke just a second ago, a little bit about encouraging parents to take the responsibility of biblical education. I have recently aired a series um, that it came from a father's perspective, a father's perspective on biblical education. We interviewed several wonderful men in the homeschool community who are leaders and who have done just that. And it was a series of encouragement um, from, from those men. Can you speak a little bit about that? Why do you think that's so important? Fathers taking the responsibility and becoming leaders in their homes and and making sure that biblical education is uh, the forefront of what they're doing. Oh, certainly. I mean, first of all, it's because that's the position God has made him to sit in. Um, he's, he's the head, you know, if we're using biblical terms, he's the head, he's the responsible party. Um, Mm -hmm. and then he has that authority. And so what I want to encourage them to look at is that, you know, we're not going to render to Caesar what is not Caesar's. And Mm -hmm. the text from the scriptures talks about the the coin, you know, Jesus said, show me the coin whose image is that. Mm -hmm. And to remember that our children were made like we were in God's image. 
And if they're God, if that's God's image, we're not giving that over to government. They belong to yeah. him. And so I want to encourage, I would only want to encourage fathers. I, I think I actually wrote something about this recently where a lot of people say fathers need to step up and I don't consider it a step because it's their position. They're either doing yes. it well or they're not. Right. I just want them to rise up. It's their position. Uh, we don't want to tell them to do it. We want to encourage them that it's yours. Go after, after God and rise up and be who you were made to be. And that is a father who's discipling and teaching his children in obedience to God's word. And so with a helper, hopefully with a helper. <laughs> yes. Yes. Well, very so. wise words. And, and, you know, I I've written about this. I have an article that will be released um, soon. I'm in the, in the process of pinning right. it and I have a deadline coming up and it's about this very thing. Where are the men? Um, and it goes into detail about a man's um, a husband and a father's biblical responsibility in regards to, you know, all the things that we just shared. But I also place responsibility on the church because I really feel like the church is failing and has been failing for quite some time um, in this arena. I shared an article titled uh, The Elephant in the Room that discusses this in more detail. And I find myself constantly encouraging pastors <laughs> to take the helm and to teach from the pulpit what the responsibility is, what a father's responsibility is. And I have had the unique opportunity because of this work that I have been doing to um, collaborate with pastors across the nation. And so I think that we're going to have some some very beneficial things coming from that. But what would you say about the church and encouraging pastors to throw their gloves in the ring and really take this head on? Because I know that mo what I hear predominantly across the nation from parents all across the United States and from families all across the United States is that they are not hearing these messages in their church. Right. It's, it's a rare thing. Um, if it ever happens at all, I can't say that I've ever heard it from mm -hmm. a pulpit. Um, you know, what I would hope as a homeschool mom that pastors would be willing to recognize is I think Israel Wayne coined the term maybe in his book, um, education is discipleship yes. that mm -hmm. what the education they're getting is discipling them according to some quote unquote religion. Mm -hmm. um, in the school system, it's leaving God out. If they will right. recognize that that education is discipling them without mm -hmm. the God of heaven that we believe in and that they preach from the pulpit, then maybe their eyes would be open. You know, we as parents know that homeschooling is not going to save our children eternally, but we right. are to disciples. And so I would just encourage them to preach the truth nothing but the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. So help them God. Parents ha have little nations to make disciples of right in their own homes. They were gifts from God to them and they are their heritage or legacy that will continue the word of God into further generations. And so hopefully pastors will, will not fear their people or any right. backlash and they'll love them enough to tell them that whole counsel of God and to teach wisdom and discernment and to help them look at it, but they must first do that themselves. And, yes. you know, even just the practical sense, if you, if you look at school, if you separate it out, even if you say, well, they get these five days on that content that they're teaching mm -hmm. at school and mm -hmm. maybe these two hours on this God content, the Bible at church or Sunday school or wherever they may get it. If mm -hmm. it's only that, that they get, how does that compare and how does it compete? It doesn't. 
the world system is going to win and it is winning. And so I love the name of your, your platform for your children, because we've got to get them out of that grip and really, really, truly disciple math. Yes. Reading is important. Science and history, they're important. But if they don't get, if we don't follow the command to teach our children of him, we Mm -hmm. have foregone all of our obedience in that category of teaching our children. So amen. I I totally agree. Very wise words. And and I want to say that that we have had decades (laughs) of indoctrination, (laughs) um, you know, in regards to all of this, we speak about this all the time. And if you ask parents, you know, we know that the majority of, of Christian parents send their children to public schools and I, and they've been conditioned to believe because most individuals have been through the public school system themselves. And so they're conditioned to believe that they're not equipped and churches have to stand up and give the parents resources and encouragement and biblical truth to tell them you are equipped. God does not make mistakes. He gave you those children. You are the most qualified to teach your children. Um, And so, yes, everything that you said, I 100% agree with. And I think that, you know, we really need to focus on bringing this to light in the church. It's if we lose all of our children, we lose all of the disciples. (laughs) Well, we lose the church. It's their, it's their, you know, they, they'll work themselves out of a job if the church is no longer in the future. Um, And I would just encourage them also to think outside the box on this. You know, we have churches that provide something like Mother's Day out where a mom can drop off her, you know, Mm -hmm. two, three or four year old for a few hours or a couple of mornings a week to go and accomplish something else. Well, once they reach school age, we'd re-resign. Well, now the school can take care of them so that we can go do those things. But when they choose to home educate, there's not an option. So what of maybe a working parent what do they do with their children if they want to get them out of that grip? So think outside the box. I don't have all the solutions in mind, but think outside of the box of how we can not just tell them what they ought to be doing, but we can support them as, Absolutely. you know what, maybe it takes a year to use mom's mm-hmm. income to pay off the car so she can stay home and home mm-hmm. educate. What can those children do for that year? Do we leave them in the system or could we possibly figure out something outside of the box that helps them go ahead and get them out of there? and provide something for them in the meantime, but not to take away their authority, but to help the process of reclaiming it. Absolutely. And this is one of the many ministries that I have here for your children. If you are a pastor listening to this and you support and understand the importance of biblical education and the role of parents within biblical education, and you have questions and you want to try to get some of these programs implemented, contact me and I would be more than happy to help you with that. Now, Melissa, before we jump off here, resources for Christian homeschoolers in Alabama, they will be able to find you on your website for support right. and encouragement and resources. Tell me that website again. Sure. A-L-H-S-A dot net. Absolutely. Fantastic. I will have that. I, um, listed on my For Your Children page. I want to thank Safe Storage again for sponsoring tonight's show. If you have storage needs, contact safestoragetn.com and they will take care of you. I want to leave you with this tonight. Whoever walks with the wise becomes wise, but the companion of fools will suffer harm. Proverbs 13, 20. 
Parents, if you have not started a family discipleship program within your home, I encourage you to start today. You can do it. We all need to be in God's word and studying it. And as parents, we have a biblical responsibility to disciple our children. So I encourage you to just pick up your Bible and start tonight. Remember, we love you here at WXRQ, but Jesus loves you so much more. Good night and God bless.